أعوذ بالله السميع العليم من الشيطان اللئيم الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله وكفى والصلاة والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد We give praises and thanks to Allah Azza wa Jal We send salutations and blessings upon the noblest messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam On his noble household, illustrious companions And on all those who follow the path of righteousness until the last day this is your brother Idris Muhammad Madugu and this is going to be lesson number nine of our discussion of the book Al Usul Salatha authored by the great scholar Rahimahullah Sheikh Muhammad ibn Abdul Wahab. Today we are going to look at Al Usul Salith, the third fundamental. We've already looked at the first and second fundamentals, and we are now going to look at the third fundamentals, inshallah Azzawajal. It says, Ma'rifatu Nabiyyukum Muhammad alayhi salatu wassalam. The third fundamental is to know your prophet, that is Muhammad alayhi salatu wassalam. May peace and blessings be upon him. Wa huwa Muhammad ibn Abdullah. He is Muhammad, the son of Abdullah. Ibn Abdul Muttalib, the son of Abdul Muttalib. Ibn Hashim and the son of Hashim. Wa Hashim min Quraysh and Hashim belongs to the Quraysh. Wa Quraysh min al Arab and Quraysh is a clan within the Arabs, within the within the Arabian tribe. Wa al Arabu min Zuriyati Ismail and the Arabs are descendants or they are from the descendants of Ismail alayhi salatu wassalam. Ibn Ibrahim, Ismail, the son of Ibrahim, Al-Khalil, the friend of Allah So this is briefly where the Prophet ﷺ is coming from, the noblest of all nobility. Alayhi wa ala nabiyyina afdalu salati wassalam. Upon him, Ibrahim salam, and upon our Prophet ﷺ, the best of Allah's peace and blessings. Walahu min al-umuri thalathun wa sittuna sana. The Prophet ﷺ lived for 63 years. He spent 63 years on earth prior to his return to his maker, to his creator Allah Minha Arbauna Nubuwa. And out of these 63, he spent 40 years before prophethood, which means he was made a prophet of God at age 40. Rasula, and he spent 30, 23 actually, 23 years as a prophet and messenger of Allah Azza wa Jal. So which means his whole prophetic mission lasted for 23 years. Nubi Abi Iqra, he has been made prophet by Iqra, which means the first revelation that made him a prophet, or the first revelation for which Allah Azza wa Jal called him to prophethood, was Iqra, the, 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 the verse of Surah Al-Alaq where Allah Azza wa says, Iqra, bismi rabbika alladhi khalaq. Wa ursila bil muddathir, and he was made a messenger with Surah Al-Muddathir where Allah Azza wa called on him to, to declare the message to the entire mankind. So, basically there is a difference between prophet and messenger. Not all mes- not all prophets are messengers, but all messengers are prophets. This is very important to know. There are some, they are prophets, and it simply means they were people who are 
receiving divine revelation from Allah Azza wa Jal, but you are not necessarily sent to to a certain group of people, but they have attained the level of nubuwa. Uh-huh. And then there are some who have actually attained both levels. They are both prophets because they receive divine revelation, and they are messengers because they actually carry the message of Allah Azza wa Jal to a people to whom Allah Azza wa Jal sent them. Alright. Wabaladuhu Makkah and his hometown is Makkah. Ba'athahullahu bin Nizarati an shirk. Allah Azza wa Jal sent him with warning against shirk to warn mankind against the dogma of polytheism. وَيَدْعُوا إِلَى التَّوْهِيدِ And Allah Azza wa Jal instructed him to invite mankind to Tawheed, pure monotheism. وَالدَّلِيلِ قَوْلُهُ تَعَالَى And the proof for this is the saying of Allah Azza wa Jal in the, in the glorious Qur'an. يَا أَيُّهَا الْمُدَّثِّرُ O you prophet, wrapped in garments, قُمْ فَأَنذِرْ Arise and warn. وَرَبَّكَ فَكَبِّرْ And your Lord magnify. وَثِيَابَكَ فَطَهِّرْ In your clothes, Purify. And the rujis, that is the, the idols or the statues, fahjur, you should distance yourself from them. And do not give hoping for more. Do not give people charity, hoping that tomorrow they will also give you more. Give charity for the sake of Allah. That's basically what this means. And for the sake of your Lord, be patient. So this is an instruction from Allah Azza wa Jal to the Prophet ﷺ indicating that he has been sent with a message from Allah Azza wa Jal and to also practice this message and disseminate it among the entirety of humanity. And the meaning of this statement of Allah Azza wa Jal Arise and warn which means he should warn people he should actually Warn people against shirk. And he should invite them to monotheism, to tawheed. And the meaning of the, the statement in the ayah, which means to magnify Allah Azza wa Jal, to glorify Allah Azza wa Jal by way of monotheism, by submitting to Him alone and worshipping Him alone Azza wa Jal. وَثِيَابَكَ فَطَهِّرْ And your clothes purified. The meaning of that particular statement, أَيْ طَهِّرْ أَعْمَالَكَ عَنِ الشِّرْكِ It simply means to purify your deeds from shirk. Any act of worship you will engage yourself in, it should be directed to Allah Azza wa Jal and not to creations like yourself. وَالرُّجِزَ فَهْجُرْ And the arrages, stay away from them or distance yourself away from them. What that means it said, arriges, this particular word, arriges, which could be translated as idols, al-asnam, it simply means the statues, basically, the statues, and all kinds of things that people would be worshipping, which they themselves carved with their own hands. Wahajruha, and when they say you should distance yourself away from them, simply means tarukuha, you should abandon them, wa'ahliha, and they are worshippers. So you should abandon shirk, and the people of shirk. I think I've explained what it means to abandon the people of shirk. To actually stay away from the people of shirk simply means anything they do which concerns the worship of their shirk or the, the, 
which with advances they are sure you should not engage in with them. But all other things you may collaborate with them on, on, on things that actually have to do with life in general. For example, there is a mushrik who is not worshipping Allah, but he has, he has set up a hospital where they take care of people with the knowledge of science and medicine. So over there, you can, you can collaborate, you can go there for, for medical treatment. So that's basically what it means when, it, when, it's, when we are asked to stay away from the people of shirk. It simply means we shouldn't engage with them whenever they are engaged in their shirk activities. And to also declare your disassociation. You should disassociate yourself from them and their worshippers. That is the shirk, the, 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 the idols and their worshippers. أَخَذَ عَلَى هَذَا عَشَرَ سِنِينَ The Prophet ﷺ sticked to this particular call, to this particular prophetic mission and duty for 10 good years. That is the very introductory part of his messengership. He was upon this particular call, inviting mankind to the Tawheed. So, يَدْعُوا إِلَى التَّوْهِيدِ Inviting mankind to Tawheed. وَبَعْدَ الْعَشْرِ and after this particular 10 years, after the 10th year of this particular effort, Allah Azza wa Jal ascended him to the heavenly realms. And that was where the five daily prayers were made compulsory or mandatory upon him and of course his ummah. And he prayed, he performed these salat in Mecca. Salasa sinin, three good years in Mecca. Wabadaha, and after that, Umirabil Hijra, and Allah Azza wa instructed him to migrate from Mecca, following the torture the disbelievers are meeting upon them and not allowing them to actually worship Allah Azza wa and making life more unbearable for them. So Allah Azza wa instructed him to make Hijra ila Madina, to Madina. To Madina. Wal Hijra to Faridatun ala hadihil ummah. In Hijra, to migrate is compulsory upon this particular ummah, which means to make hijrah is compulsory upon this particular ummah. And when they say hijrah, it simply means to migrate from the land of shirk to the land of Islam. And it is compulsory up until the day of Qiyamah. Up until the day of judgment. Hijrah remains up until the day of judgment. So you will have to make Hijrah if you are unable to worship Allah Azza wa Jal where you are. To a place where you can worship Allah Azza wa Jal. What dalil qawluhu ta'ala. And a proof for this is the sin of Allah Azza wa Jal. Inna alladhina tawaffahumul malaika. Verily those who the angels will take their souls at the point of death. Zalimi and Fusihim, and they are people who have wronged themselves. They are actually going to die in sin because they have not migrated from the land of Shirk to the land of Islam. They have been there and they have not been allowed to worship Allah as well, but they continue to be there without migrating to a place where they can have a safe haven to worship Allah. The angels will ask them, In what state have you found yourself? What kind of state have you found yourself in like this? Then they will make an excuse that we are oppressed. We are very weak in the land. Then the angels will say to them, 
Alam takun ardullahi wasi'a Is the land of Allah Is the earth of Allah not spacious enough Fatuhajiru fiha That you will migrate into it Or you migrate from, from, from where you are So that you can worship Allah Azza wa Jal Fa'ula'ika ma'uwahum jahannam Then these people Their abode will be the fire of Jahannam Wasa'at Masira And this is a very evil destination May Allah save us Allah said, except the genuinely weak people from the men, nisa and from the women, Walwildan and from the men, Walwildan, Layastatuyuna Hayla, who will not be able to devise a plan for migration. They do not even know how to even start. They do not have the means, they do not even have the capacity, they don't have the capability, they don't have Anything, they cannot migrate. They are weak. They do not have the means to migrate. For ulaika asallahu an ya'fu anhum. And these particular people, they are most likely to be pardoned by Allah Azza wa Jal. Wa kana Allahu afuwan ghafura. And Allah Azza wa Jal is opt pardoning, most forgiven. That is Allah Azza wa Jal talking about the people who have not been able to, to actually migrate as a result of incapacity. وقوله تعالى in the saying of Allah Azza wa Jal Ya ibadi O my servants الذين آمنوا who have believed in أرضي واسعة Verily my earth is spacious my earth is very big فإياه فعبدون therefore worship I alone if you are unable to worship me where you are then migrate to a place where you can have a peace of mind to worship Allah Azza wa Jal قال البغوي إمام البغوي said رحمه الله تعالى the reason for which Allah Azza wa Jal revealed this particular ayah fil muslimin alladhina fi Makkah it is for it is it is for it is because of the muslims who remained in Makkah after the hijra to Medina when the prophet instructed everyone to make hijra to Medina they remained in Makkah a certain group of muslims remained in Makkah they have not been able to migrate lam yuhajiru they have not been able to migrate Nadahumullahu bi ismil iman. They are Lord Allah Azza wa referred to them with the name of Iman, indicating that they are not going to be held guilty as those who have the means. So such people they will be pardoned by Allah Azza wa even though they are very, very weak. And the proof for hijra for migration in the Sunnah or in the hadith, Qawluhu Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, the sin of the Prophet. La tanqati'ul hijra Verily, the hijra will never end It will never cease Hatta tanqati'ul tawbah Except the day tawbah ceases Or the day tawbah, the day repentance ends Wala tanqati'ul tawbah And repentance will not end Hatta tatlu'a shamsu min maghribiha Unless the day when the sun rises from where it sets When the sun rises from where it sets that is the day Allah Azza wa closes the door of repentance. And as a result of that, the day Allah Azza wa closes the day for hijra. So which means hijra continues unabated up until the day of qiyamah. So basically, this is it with hijra. So someone may ask that what about the people who are living in, in, in countries like Ghana and of course other countries that is not completely Muslim country. So for this one, the scholars have made some explanations that, you know, 
if you are living in such countries and then you are allowed to worship Allah Azza wa Jal, because the basic principle, the basic rule, the basic reason why Allah Azza wa Jal made Hijra compulsory is, is, is actually for people to be able to worship Allah Azza wa Jal without any difficulty. So what that means is if you are living in a country where you are allowed to worship Allah, you can practice your faith and you are not going to lose your iman, then there is no point to make hijrah. You should continue to live there, worship Allah, and even invite people to Islam. But if you are living in a country where you are constantly oppressed, you are constantly molested, harassed, and you are never allowed to practice your faith, you do not have access to anything but haram, and you are not able to declare you are Muslims publicly, you are always subjected to torture of all kinds. Your women, your children are always going through all kinds of maltreatment because of their faith and you have no capacity to do anything. There is nothing you can do about it. Then, hijrah becomes compulsory. You will have to migrate from where you are to another place where you can freely worship Allah Azza wa Jal. But if you are allowed to practice your deen, for example, where we live today, then there is no point in making hijrah. For example, the Prophet ﷺ asked a group of his companions when they were subjected to torture in Makkah to make hijrah to Abyssinia. To Abyssinia. And Abyssinia is not a Muslim country then. It was under the rulership of Najashi, who is a Christian king. And it's a Christian state. The Prophet ﷺ asked them to make hijrah to Abyssinia. That when you make hijrah to Abyssinia, there is a just king over there. The Christian king is very just. He's going to allow you to practice your religion freely without any interference. He will allow you to practice your faith. He will allow you to set up your community where you can freely, you know, practice your religion and religious culture and what have you. So you see the Prophet ﷺ over here is indicating that the main reason why you will have to abandon a certain land or run away from a certain land is when you are not allowed to worship Allah. But if you are allowed to worship Allah Azza wa Jal, then that is even a very good opportunity for you to, 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 to showcase the beauty, the beautiful message of Islam, to showcase the beauty of Islam and invite people to Islam. So when you are living in a country like Ghana, for instance, that is not completely Muslim country, and you are allowed to worship Allah Azza wa Jalla, what you should do is to actually promote the religion, to propagate the religion, to invest in the, in the, in the dissemination of the Islamic message, and also to create alternatives for Muslims. For example, Muslims have their own way of banking, which is actually contrary to the conventional banking. So Muslims have to make the jihad. They have to make the effort. They have to pull their strings together. They have to pull their weights behind the effort to establish Islamic banking systems for them that takes care of their financial needs and what have you. So that is some of the things we should have in mind as far as our condition is concerned. And the topic of hijra is also concerned. May Allah put barakah in what we are discussing. Uh, so, فلما استقر في المدينة when the Prophet settled finally in Medina أمر ببقيعة الشرائع الإسلام that is when he now instructs people for the remaining aspect of the Sharia of Islam that is where he was able to now completely establish the religion of Islam but prior to that in Mecca they were not able to practice the thing they were subjected to all kinds of torture they were actually made they were actually stranded, they were actually strangulated, <laughs> literally strangulated, okay, you know, fi- financially and economically. They were ostracized from all 
from the use of anything that has to do with the community. So it became compulsory for them to migrate. But when he got to Medina and everything settled down, he was able to establish the various aspects of the Islamic Sharia. Mithlu, an example of those practices or aspects of the Sharia which were finally established in Medina, as zakah that is the zakah charity, obligatory charity, or Saum, fasting, or Hajj, migration, Makkah, migration to Makkah, that is the, the Hajj, while Azan, and the Azan is now publicly called, while Jihad, and now striving in the cause of Allah Azza wa for self-defense, Jihad, it was now finally allowed. Wal Amri bil Ma'aruf, and instructing people in good conduct, and also forbidding them from indecency. So which means the da'wah, the Islamic preaching now became very, very powerful and solid. Everyone can now go around and disseminate the message of Al-Islam. Unlike the Makkah where it was a little more difficult than it is now in Al-Madina. Islam And other aspects of the Islamic Sharia were also established in Medina. He, he actually held upon this, onto this. He was upon this Sallallahu for ten good years, establishing the religion of Islam to its fullest in terms of practice and so on and so forth. وَبَعْدَهَا تُوفِيَ And after which, after religion was very established, Allah Azza wa Jal took his soul. The Prophet died. Salatullahi wa salamuhu alayhi. May the peace and blessings of Allah Azza wa Jal be upon him. وَدِينُهُ بَاقْ And his religion remain it continues until eternity and this particular religion of his the religion of islam that the prophet called people to there is no any good except that he taught the ummah he directed the ummah towards it he directed us to every act of righteousness that move towards righteousness all of you move together towards righteousness and there is no any evil in a sin, minhu, except that he warned us to stay away from it. And the good things that he invited or directed us towards, the good things, the good, the very good things of righteousness, with the Prophet directed mankind towards a tawheed. The head of them all is tawheed. Ma and all other things that Allah Azza wa loves and is pleased with. Those are the things the Prophet directed mankind towards. minhu and the evil which he forbade or warned mankind against. Ashirk, the top of them all is Ashirk, the dogma of polytheism. Worshipping others with Allah Azza wa and all other things that Allah Azza wa hates and detests. The Prophet forbade and warned us against them severely so that we are taking we are, we are, we are, we are taking heed. Allah Azza wa sent this great man, Prophet Muhammad وسلم, to the entirety of mankind with no reservation at all. He was sent to all nations and tribes and to all times and generations up until the day of judgment. 
Allah Azza wa Jal has made the obedience of him, Prophet Muhammad Allah has made his obedience compulsory upon all al-jinn wal-ins, all the thakalain, al-jinn wal-ins, the mankind, the, the, the jinn and mankind. Allah Azza wa made compulsory the obedience of Prophet Muhammad upon us. تعالى, and a proof for this is the saying of Allah Azza wa Jal. Kul say, O Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Ya ayyuhal nas, O mankind, Inni Rasulullahi ilaykum jamia. Verily, I am Allah's messenger to all of you with no reservation at all. Wa akmal Allahu bihi ad-deen. Allah Azza wa Jal completed his religion with the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Because the religion of Islam started not with the Prophet in fact it started since the time of Adam. Submission to the will of Allah started with the time of Adam, handed down to Nabi Nuh, up until the last and final messenger of Allah, Prophet Muhammad who came to complete the religion of Islam. So there was time when the Prophet was even mentioning to his companions that you know, the similitude of him and all the other messengers of Allah it's like a building which was completed, but there is a certain block that needs a certain brick that is missing. So people who are passing by will say this particular building looks nice, but for this particular brick that is not here, it has given it some form of deformity. So the Prophet says he is that particular brick that came to complete the religion of Allah Azza wa Jal. And that is why his message is the most comprehensive and his message was preserved. Up until the day of Qiyamah, Allah promised him he's going to preserve his message and he's going to be handed down from generation to generation. May Allah help us to actually follow the way of the Prophet Muhammad and not get deviated by temptations and shahawat. Waddalilu ala mawti. Okay, afwan. Okay, so what the... وَأَكْمَلَ اللَّهُ بِهِ الدِّينَ وَالدَّلِيلُ قَوْلُهُ تَعَلَىٰ And the proof that Allah Azza wa completed Islam with the Prophet ﷺ is the saying of Allah Azza wa Jal الْيَوْمَ أَكْمَلْتُ لَكُمْ دِينَكُمْ When the Prophet ﷺ finally summoned all his companions when this revelation came where Allah Azza wa Jal says الْيَوْمَ أَكْمَلْتُ لَكُمْ دِينَكُمْ That today I, Allah Azza wa Jal, have completed your religion for you. وَأَتْمَمْتُ عَلَيْكُمْ نِعْمَتِي And I have completed my favors upon you. I have given you the complete guidance you need for all times and ages. وَرَضِيْتُ لَكُمُ الْإِسْلَامَ دِينَ And I am pleased and I have chosen Islam for you as your religion, as your way of life henceforth. Everybody is now going to subscribe to the religion of Allah. This is the only religion Allah has accepted, is going to accept on the day of Qiyamah. The religion of Al-Islam. So the Prophet is the one that Allah used to seal this particular messengership, this prophethood, this prophetic mission of establishing Tawheed upon earth and warning people against shirk and inviting people to righteousness and warning them from indecent activities. So that is the messengership, the mission of all the prophets, starting with Adam and then completing with the noblest prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And a proof that the Prophet ﷺ died and is no more. He will actually encounter death. The reason why we can prove that he, he indeed died after completing his mission is the saying of Allah in the glorious Quran. 
إِنَّكَ مَيِّتٌ Verily, you will die or you will encounter death. وَإِنَّهُمْ مَيِّتُونَ And they will also encounter death. You will die and your followers will also die. Everybody else will die. ثُمَّ إِنَّكُمْ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ عِنْدَ رَبِّكُمْ تَخْتَصِمُونَ And indeed, all of you together on the day of Qiyamah will be resurrected and placed before Allah Azzawajal's judgment. May Allah Azzawajal cause us to die when we are at the peak and the crescendo and the highest level of our spiritual and moral development. May Allah Azzawajal save us from the dogma of shirk and indecency. وَالنَّاسُ إِذَا مَاتُوا Mankind, when they die, they will be resurrected. And the proof that mankind will be resurrected, contrary to what some people think, that death ends the story of humanity. That when you die, that is all. There is, no, there is nothing like resurrection. That is it. No. In Islam, we know from the teachings of the Quran, clearly, that when mankind die, a day will come when Allah will resurrect all of us and put us before his judgment. And the people of Jannah to Jannah. The people of Jahannam to Jahannam. May Allah favor us and count us among the people of Jannah and save us from the Jahannam by His mercy. May Allah grant us the ability and passion and desire to worship Him and obey Him and obey His Messenger. The proof that Allah will resurrect us after death. Allah says, From the earth we created you. وَفِيهَا نُعِيدُكُمْ And from and into, into the earth, we will take you back. وَمِنْهَا نُخْرِجُكُمْ تَارَةً أُخْرَى And it is from this same earth that we will resurrect you, will bring you back to life another time again. That is the day of Qiyamah, the day of resurrection. وَقَوْلُهُ تَعَالَى And the saying of Allah Azza wa again proves this fact. وَاللَّهُ أَنْبَتَكُمْ مِنَ الْأَرْضِ نَبَاتًا Verily, Allah Azza wa brought you out, brought you forth from the earth. Allah will created you from the earth. ثُمَّ يُعِيدُكُمْ فِيهَا And Allah will return you back to the earth again. وَيُخْرِجُكُمْ إِخْرَاجًا And He will bring you back again, remove you again from the earth another time. وَبَعْدَ الْبَعْثِ مُحَاسِبُونَ Okay, وَبَعْدَ الْبَعْثِ And after the resurrection. Muhasabun, we are going to be actually judged by Allah Azza wa Jalla. Wa majaziyun bi a'malihim, and we are going to be granted reward or punishment based on our actions. We are going to be rewarded for our actions. So after our death, we will be resurrected, and after resurrect, after after being resurrected. We are going to be given our account. We are going to account for our deeds and we are going to be given reward accordingly. Allah make us fortunate. May Allah make us fortunate. What Dalil qawluhu ta'ala and the proof for this is the saying of Allah Azza wa Wallillahi ma fi samawati wa ma fil To Allah belongs whatsoever is in the heavens and whatsoever is on the earth. amilu So that he is going to grant those who have done evil with what they have done. Those whose deeds are evil. And is going to grant reward to those people who have also done good with good. May Allah count us among 
those those people who are actually going to be fortunate on this particular day. Inshallah, this brings us to the end of our lesson for today. In the next lesson, which is going to be the Usul Salata, you know, the next lesson, Inshallah, will build on this particular introductory part of the Nubuwa of the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So, Sallallahu wa Barak ala ibadihi ladhi nastafa. سبحانك اللهم وبحمدك نشهد أن لا إله إلا أنت نستغفرك ونتوب إليك السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته